Yo, what up? Welcome to Free Refills Podcast, where we come together as youth leaders to discuss the realities of leading in youth ministry. Our hope is that you leave refilled, refueled, and re-energized to carry on in ministry. I'm your host, Boss, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, in each episode, we have a special guest join us. Today, we have our our guest, Corey Blockson. Corey Blockus. Sorry, I like ran through that real too, too, too fast. So Corey, thanks for joining me in this conversation. Welcome to the show. Yo, thanks for having me. Thank you for uh, welcoming me to the show. I'm so glad to be here. Um, I just started following you guys this last week. And dude, the work that you guys are doing uh, is amazing. So I'm just grateful to be a part of it. Wow. Thanks. Uh, that, that really does mean a lot. I really appreciate that. It's uh, yeah, it has been, it's, it, it's wild that we're in like our fourth season and coming to the end of our fourth season, we've just kind of been cranking away. And just before you know it, we had four seasons, which is nuts. So it's awesome to have you as part of a subscriber list now, and now your name will be on the list and people will be able to hear it. So anyway, uh, Hey, before we jump into our conversation, uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us about where you're located. Tell us about your family and how long you've been in vocational ministry. Yeah, so I'm in Pennsylvania, uh, in Northeast Pennsylvania, actually in Hazleton. Um, it's a small but growing kind of city. If you if you know Pennsylvania at all, it's uh, kind of by the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, which if you know the office, the home of the office, that is not too far from me. So um, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I'm part of a church called LCBC, and I'm at the Hazleton campus, obviously, and. Uh, um, I've been in vocational ministry for about four years now. Um, and so it's, I'm still relatively a newbie, but also, um, four years, um, in 2022 means that I was there a little bit before COVID and yeah. then I experienced the brunt of COVID and, uh, all of that. So I could say I have a little, just a little experience before it, but most of, uh, me being in student ministry has been figuring out what to do with this thing that we call COVID, you know? So, so yeah, um, I'm married. Uh, my wife's name is Mara. We met going to college at Lancaster Bible College in Lancaster, PA. Um, and uh, we've been married for four years now as well. Um, and we have a, a one and a half year old son named Duke. And it's been the transition to parenthood, man, is like, I thought transition out of high school was crazy and transition out of college was crazy and transition. Those transitions were crazy. Those are nothing compared to what it means to be a parent. So that's yeah. been a wild last year and a half for sure. Yeah. And uh, having a COVID kid uh, as well. Yeah. Since yeah. Since a year and a yes. half. Man, they're yep. built different for sure. Uh, well, I've got, um, I have a three-year-old myself uh, with my wife. So we uh, we're with you on that whole parenting journey just a little bit ahead of you on that, uh, but we don't have it figured out. That's for sure. Hey, um, okay. So to, to stay on brand with free refills, uh, what is your go-to soft drink? Like soda kind of drink? It could be, or maybe, maybe just any soft drink for that matter. I mean, if I'm going to go, most of the time it's like iced tea. Okay. for sure if that's it counts as a soft drink yep. so uh, this is a really random story i was i my parents like knew how unhealthy soda was for me and so they never gave it to me until i was like 
in elementary school, then they were like, all right, you can try it if you want. And then just like, I don't understand how people drink soda. It burns your mouth. Like it does, it's not, it doesn't taste good. So it was honestly a good thing, but yeah, I don't like soda, which is a really interesting thing in student ministry because you're always chugging soda or whatever. So if, if I, if my students make me chug soda, it's like extra terrible for me. So yes, that's, (laughs) that's solid. Well, I guess good for you that you you didn't really like it and you didn't catch on. Uh, I I but I'm addicted it. to other things. Sure. So of like, course we coffee, all are. Man, like I yeah, coffee is pulsing through my veins. So, uh, so it's not like I I'm extra healthy because I don't drink soda or anything. So <laughs> well, okay. So I'm a coffee enthusiast. So uh, what what's your preferred method of brewing? What do you what do you like about coffee? cold brew? Definitely cold brew. Yeah. yeah. All right. You're on yeah, that train. Is, Good for you. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. Um, okay. Outside of vocational ministry, what's a hobby that you enjoy that gives you gotcha. life? Uh, I would say sports, uh, definitely throughout high school, into college and stuff. Sports is always something that brought me life. Uh, but another thing is definitely video games, man. I have like definitely went down that road mm-hmm. which is funny sometimes usually if you play sports sometimes you don't play video games and if you play video games sometimes you don't play sports but I love being in the mixture of those two crowds um and so yeah that's been a it, that's probably what I like to do to like clear my mind is one of those two things either pick up a basketball or or play some video games for sure I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Video games is is my uh, is my space to go to. That uh, if I need to feel like I can achieve something, I play video yes, games to yeah. to be able to say I did something. Um, that's all. That's good. It's it's always good for us to to be able to name something and be able to call it out and say this is the thing that gives me life, even if it's for little snippets of time that we can lean on because uh, this. Being in vocational ministry is a is a long journey and can be draining, and so we need yeah. we need those things that are refills for us um, in the physical and uh, you know spiritual, mental, all those places as well. Uh, okay, so today's conversation, it's it's well we'll talk about it a bunch of different times. Hopefully we'll say it over and over again, but we're, we're talking about a shift about going from come and see model and mindset of ministry to a go and tell ministry model. Um, in the past few years, I think we've been seeing a shift and in a shift in youth ministry, and it mainly involves the ways that churches are thinking about doing ministry. And when they carry it out practically, or they think about it, I, I think about times in, in youth ministry when youth group was the show in town. It was the thing. And so just everybody just kind of flocked to it. And I think as youth pastors, you were like, man, this is great. All you have to do is open the doors and everybody shows up and it's amazing. And you just kind of rode that that high, so to speak, in that momentum. Well, now there's schedules that are filled up, all these different things that are playing into it. In fact, the fact that we carry uh, an entertainment, you know, rectangle in our pockets, majority of us, it isn't the main show in town. So there's a different way to think about it. You throw COVID and all that sort of stuff in there too. And and that sets up an environment in which 
I think leaders are realizing we need to go. We need to equip students who do come and have them go and tell their, their friends. So, Corey, like, as we thought about different people and we, we started naming uh, different people to talk with, your name was the top of the list in our group. And, and so we ask you to sit with us today, share your insights, your perspective, all your journey on this. So as I've kind of talked about this and kind of primed this pump, so to speak, what are your thoughts about it? What are the first things that come to mind? And uh, we'll just go from there and have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm going to speak from, I think, is just like my experience with this and what I've been noticing, what I've been seeing um, in what is happening here, at least in Northeast PA. I have a gut feeling that it's happening way, way big, like way more across the country. But uh, mm -hmm. to be honest, I only know of what's happening around here. But sure. um, also, I feel like in order to talk about this, too, I want to split student age groups in half if you don't yeah. mind of yeah, like middle and high school um at least in our model we we have two separate um experiences one for high school one for middle school that happens completely at a different day and time and to be honest i feel like since covid the middle school has kind of went back to normal from my mm -hmm. experience a little bit of like it is still that experiential they want to come, they want to be a part of an event that you hold weekly. And it's still kind of easy to say, come and see though, mm -hmm. throughout this experience, my mind has shifted completely of like, mm -hmm. I want to do this for middle school too. But for high school, uh, the come and see mindset is completely irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't want to say like, throw out your traditional youth group. Like I'm still doing this thing we call, we call it high school ministry, which is our youth group basically. Um, I still want to do that to the best of my ability. I still want to, um, God has given me this opportunity to continue to, um, do HSM and, and for the students that come and like, I want to make it an amazing experience, but it's not all about getting as many students to come in person as, as possible anymore. Um, and so, man, my thought, my mindset is. I've noticed there's there's so many high schoolers uh, that even just come to our church on a Sunday, like that don't come on Wednesday night. Mm. And and to be honest, I haven't paid that much attention to that until recently. Mm. And so that's been something that I've been thinking is like, how can I pastor those students well? if they if they never even come on like it's not about convincing them to come on Wednesday night how can I be their pastor on Sunday morning when I don't have this event thing to bring them to um and and how can I connect with them in that way um and then of course there's a lot of students that used to come before COVID or um they tried it once and then don't come back like but they're in my area they're in the town that I'm at and to just write them off because they're not coming on Wednesday night, I, I don't want that to be an option anymore. And so what does it mean to go and tell? What does it mean to make connections with students outside of um, what I'm preparing on a Wednesday night? And what what does it look like to empower my students that I have to reach um, more students? And so I think that's where, that's where my mindset goes. Um, uh, do you have any questions of yeah. which way that I want to? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, to... so you, you said along the way that uh, 
there was a mind, there was, there was something about a mindset shift. Talk about that moment because that, that is a pivotal thing. And I think that would be a good, a good place to go because those are the the marker moments, so to speak, where you're like, this thing happened or somebody said this, or this leader had this impact. And I just saw it differently and may that might uh, spark something for somebody else. So talk about that. What was yeah. that moment for you? Yeah, I think it all started. And this is, this sounds cliche, which is so funny that this is now like a cliche thing in student mint, but it really started with COVID. Like when you're shut down and students are at home and, and you don't have anything to ask them to come to mm-hmm. and you have to go to them, you have to, um, that really like started it for me. So, mm-hmm. man, if it was meeting outside in a park, like I did that throughout COVID, we met in, in a literal park, um, to, to just hang out. Um, we, um, we, uh, we would go, we, I would start this thing. Um, this is a whole nother topic, but this was amazing. Um, started, uh, a twitch channel which Mm -hmm. if you guys don't know what twitch is um it is a literal video game streaming um uh like basically youtube but for video game streaming Mm -hmm. because here's the thing i wanted to meet students where they were at and um that blew up like seriously Mm -hmm. blew up um and with our church like it was with more than just my campus and my community um, but it was with students that were close by, but not necessarily coming to my community. It just made made this huge community that wrapped across all of our campuses at our church. And um, that was when my eyes started to like flicker of like, okay, so it's not necessarily about, like I can impact students, build relationships with them, um, build relationships with each other. Like they were going to each other. Uh, students, have ne- they've never even met face to face before. Um, with prayer requests and with questions and um, just encouraging each other in ways that I had never seen before. So it really started with meeting in the park during COVID, like the heart of COVID, and then playing video games online, um, then doing live streams online. Those things started to open up. And I know there's a lot of uh, youth groups all across the country that had to do the exact same thing. Sure. Um, but it feels like when the, when we got the green light to come back in person, a lot of a lot of people may have stopped doing those things, but I haven't. I feel like I've actually pressed the pedal down with those kind of things. So um, what was that? that? Yeah, 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 it does make sense. And leaning into the um, leaning into the tools that are available that allow you to access uh, your community is is huge. Where you're not you're not saying, oh no, that I'm not I'm not doing that. Instead, you're like, no, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to jump out there. We're going to figure it out. And you talk about some of these the the positives that have come from it, which is super cool. And you've seen like it sounds like at times you've kind of almost sat back and been like, well, they're doing it now. Like I don't even this is cool. I just get to be a fly on the wall, so to speak, and listen to what's happening. Yep. And this is amazing. And yes. which is, I think a dream, right? That we want as leaders, leading people and leading students to a place where we're like, no, we want you to do this. Go, go be this and be yes. in it in your spaces. And 
especially for students as like they're natives to Twitch and they know how to navigate that where I know about Twitch. I know what it is. I've never been on Twitch. So I would be like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to learn. I'm going to show up. I don't know what I'm doing here, but I would love it. Yeah. And so that that's, that's super cool. So what have you seen now? You come, you come into min, you come into the ministry setting, vocational ministry setting. You have this idea, COVID hits. Of course, all of us are like, yep, nope. Nobody told us that how to do ministry in a pandemic. You described it. Now, what are you doing where you're going, okay, well, here's our mindset. This is what we are yep. doing now. And this is our focus. Yep. I think you you already said that you hit the nail on the head with, you, you were talking about how they were, I was looking where they were already connecting. And then I almost was like a fly in the wall and just joined in and brought um brought my shepherding heart where they already were mm. um if that makes sense like mm -hmm. so so this that's what this is what it looks like post covid if that's even where we are let's let's be honest i don't sure. even know but um post covid in quotations uh what that looks like is where are they meeting now they are in sports games like I don't know about in Indiana where you are, but here in Pennsylvania, Friday night lights, Friday night football games is like a really big deal. It's real big. And so why would I not do everything I could to for me to go there and hang out with students at the football game? Like, I know that we used to do that before COVID, but like, what if that was a priority is to mm -hmm. go and be where the students are mm -hmm. every single week? Like, mm -hmm not just have an environment for them to come to, but go where they are and be a fly on the wall and then just build community there. And so, yes, that can look like Twitch or Discord or whatever digitally, which we do all of those things, but mm -hmm. also physically too. Um, I've went to more sports games in this last year than I have probably ever been to in my own life mm -hmm. or in, in the, my life ever. And I played sports in high school yeah, and so yeah. like I've just been to so many and like mm. I'm going to continue I've gotten we we our our ministry style is small group style so mm. I have like other adult leaders that I'm pouring into um that are leading groups of smaller groups of students I'm like telling them like yo go to their sports games go to even if they're not playing in the sport they're probably going to be there like mm. you should go there and so the impact that that has had on students has been blowing my mind. So um, whether it's connections with students I've never met before um, to those students, then like introducing me as their youth pastor, like how cool is that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's amazing. And so stuff like that is, is priority now to me. It's not just, Oh, if I have time, I'm going to go to the game or, if I have time, I'll go to the school for lunch or get involved in this way or whatever. Like, no, like it's actually my job now. Like it feels mm -hmm. weird, but it's my job to go to football games. It's my job to um, go to any extracurricular activity I can, to soccer games, to plays, to musicals, to um, to all of those things, to school lunches. Now, mm -hmm. I do want to say, like, I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's been difficult and I've I, I haven't been as great as as I wish I could be in this, sure. but it's definitely the mindset mindset shift that you're talking about. And it's what my goal is moving forward, because like I just said, 
I have a one and one a uh, year and a half old baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. family is a thing, and just yep. trying to figure out what does that look like. But it's it's the willingness to shift my hours, to shift my schedule, to shift my priorities, mm-hmm. um, to be where the students are, not mm-hmm. just like spend all week planning for this thing for them all to come to. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. Okay, so uh, there's two questions that I have. One that yeah. is is about you and then the second is going to be about your the leadership around you at your church um so about you how was it for you personally going from a digital space of twitch and being a fly on the wall so to speak and then you move to in person and you just you described it you're like i hadn't gone to a bunch of sports games you know like events so now you are you're there and you're mm-hmm. like what do i do what like yeah, yeah, what, yeah talk us through some of that for you of like almost like facing and embracing what possibly was awkward where you're like yeah i am now walking on a high school campus there's my yeah, students yeah. in the student section yeah. you know talk about that a little bit that yeah, shift yeah, yeah, for yeah. you and getting through that because i think a lot of times yeah. leaders and I'll, I'll give you obviously a chance to, to speak but i think a lot of times the leaders they make excuses and they go no nah, uh, i'm not going to go because like that's not for me that's for them and i don't want to be in their mm. space because mm. this i think that would just make them feel yeah. awkward uh i embrace the awkward I mean, I'm a noticeable <laughs> face when I am in spaces and I've stood in student sections with this face. And of course, other le- other people are like, what's that dude doing up there? So anyway, yeah. tell talk to talk to us about talk to me about what that that was like for you. Yeah. Yeah, I totally hear that. And the idea of okay, going to the Hazleton football game. Mm-hmm. by myself uh yeah that feels awkward to me absolutely um but that's the cool thing is that i have other adult leaders like i have a i, I bring a crew like i'm not by myself ever uh, if well i wouldn't say ever like there's definitely times but it's definitely yeah. after i've gotten comfortable in an area like mm-hmm. the first time i've went to a game like i brought in one or two other adult leaders with me and we I'll go and hang out and we meet with students. I try to see what students are going to be there like ahead of time. I organize that with them. Sometimes they think they're too cool to hang out with us, which is fine. Right, I'm right. A, I'm officially an adult, right? <laughs> right? But you'd be surprised how often they act like it's too cool, but then they actually think it's really cool that you're there. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and so maybe they're not, they're not going to hang out with you too long cuz then they they would they would they would be not cool. Um but they're definitely going to really appreciate it and so um I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't do I don't do the awkward alone like I bring other leaders because they should be there too like it shouldn't be just me anyway um and it makes things easier it builds community with me and those adults like it's fun to go to a a game together and then I think also not just like randomly going and not telling any of the students and just showing up like without telling them like why not talk about it in youth group the week before and try to see who's going and when they're going and all that stuff like I think that those two things make it a whole lot less awkward Mm -hmm. um I'm not gonna lie though like 
even the digital spaces that was awkward at first too sure yeah um but the more you do it the more comfortable you get and uh yeah the more fun it gets too i think um so yeah embrace the awkward a little bit (laughs) we have to and I agree with you and I've experienced it myself with students when I have, you know, when I've been the, the oldest person ever to walk into a student section sort of thing. And, (laughs) you know, I didn't just walk in there by myself and then just start scoping, you know, just trying to figure out where, where my kids are at, but, uh, meeting up with students and then asking them, I, I would just be like, Hey, can I come with you? Where are y'all going? And they're like, you want to go with us? Yep. Like that was their question back to me would be like, you want to yep. go with us? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. Come hang out. Just whatever. See what's going on with yep. you. And they're like, cool. Yeah. Come on. So, and I love yep. that you take leaders with you to model for them and show them along the way and bring them to say, no, this is how easy this can be. Just show up here, yep. do this be here. It makes a huge impact. I know as a student receiving that where my small group leader or any of the adult leaders that poured into me on a Wednesday night, they showed up at my, my games and that I would be like, what are you doing here? And they're like, we just came to watch. That was it. And it made a huge impact. So that that's really cool. Okay. So the second question is about your leadership. Sure. Was this a was this a like a thing that you said, hey, I'm going to go and do this and your leadership went, go for it because we don't know. Or was it a leadership decision to say, hey, we're going to nudge you and kind of push you that direction. Or was it kind of maybe even a combination of both? I mean, I guess it could yeah. have been all of those things because there's a range. Yeah. But talk to us a yeah, little yeah. bit about that. And what are the, how do they support you? What does that look like? in this in this new mindset cool yeah it was definitely a little bit of both like um like definitely a little bit of like yo i'm gonna try this but also there is a lot of now it's like picking up man like in the last few months it's really been picking up of like yo we should all be doing this like Mm. we should do this do it you know what i mean um and as far as support like I think the flexibility, dude, is like incredible. Um, I don't know. I've only ever worked at one church. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a good thing. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't know what other people's flexibility, their flexibility is. If like they have specific office hours, they always have to be in nine yeah. to five, four days a week. I don't know. But uh, but my I my leadership has really granted like that's not the case for me and like uh like if I need to move around hours if I usually for instance on Wednesdays I don't go in until one o'clock because I know I'm going to be there late and I want to free up some time to go to a football game on Friday like if I'm out multiple nights a week that doesn't mean that means like I should be moving those hours around and flexible for things absolutely like on my end but I've, I've appreciated so much the flexibility from my church's leadership mm. to be able to prioritize. Like, that's all it is, is prioritizing. Like, mm. what matters the most? Before COVID, I wouldn't have put being out at the schools or at the games and stuff as, as high of a priority as I am now. Mm. And therefore, I need to move my hours around to support that priority. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I think it's as simple as that. And they're so on board with it that... Um, 
that like we're all on the same page, which is really cool. Love it. I love that. Um, okay. So earlier we were, we were kind of talking, you know, maybe even before we hit started recording, we were talking about how you're kind of, you wouldn't claim that you're there. You're just, you're in process. You're moving yeah, that direction, yep. all that sort of thing, which is great. So is if you, if you step back and dream about what there is, what is the goal? What does that look yeah. like? What paint that picture for, for us about what that, not end goal because it's not, it's a process, but you're like, Oh yeah, we're doing it now. Yeah, I think it's, I don't even know how to word this. Okay, starting, let's just like zoom back to when, when I was in high school, before I knew what God was calling me to, um, my youth pastor gave me opportunities to step up in really cool ways in student ministry, and it lit a fire in me. And that is literally why I'm here today. Like God used him to use me to show me that like, this is what he's calling me to is vocational ministry. And so if that was the only reason, like why I should, I should give away more things, give away more parts of my job to younger students and to other people, that's a good enough reason. Mm. But reason number two is when I, if I'm giving away the planning of HSM or the execution of setting things up or all of the things, right? Like a lot of like task oriented things, the more and more I'm giving those away, not only can God use that to really like empower another person in a, in a way that I don't even understand. Mm. It also gives me more time to be able to meet the students where they are to do all this stuff that I'm talking about. because. I mean, realistically, if you're married and have a family, it's really, it would be really difficult to work 40 hours plus go to all of these extracurricular activities and all the right. stuff like that. Like that is a lot. Right. And so the more I can give away of like the planning, the, the, the experiences, cause I don't, I don't want HSM to falter because I'm so focused on being in the community and stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want that to feel terrible. Like that is part of my job too but I don't necessarily have to be the one always like doing those things. Mm -hmm. Who knows? God might use another, per like, like show another person that he's calling them to something greater, you know? Mm -hmm. And so w to answer your question in short, I think it just looks like me continuing building into others, bringing them in on what I'm doing. It's not a solo job. It's a, a team that can really like, free me up to be able to be more in the community, more where the students are, um, and still have killer experiences like youth group and stuff. Um, and um, that's what it really looks like. It's not easy because it takes time to build into people, to train people, to call them up. Um, that's what I want to focus on because the end goal is more free time. And it's not free time to sit around on my butt. It's free time to like be in um in where the students are like we've been talking about this entire time um because if i don't do that then then youth group is going to suffer and i don't want that to suffer you know what i mean yeah. and so that's what it looks like to me does that make sense yeah it does it does that's it's a great picture 
to be able to to be able to visualize it, to say it out loud, and um, that is, I think, is helpful for somebody who might be listening, who's like, why, why, like, what, what's the benefit of this? Like, why would we want to do this? Why would we want to shift or maybe change to try that out? Like, what other than maybe being able to play video games with students and being able to count that as hours of right. my, of my week. Right. Like, right. I don't know, but what's the benefit. And so to be able to, you, you verbalize it really well. And that's, that's great. Thank you for that. Um, can, I, can I say yeah. one more thing real quick? Yeah. You don't mind? If there's anyone listening that might feel overwhelmed by that idea and might be like, yo, I barely have enough adults to like come in and, say hi to students on a youth group and I like building a team to help execute what I'm doing every week is almost impossible like to even think about I just want to encourage you that like it's not easy and it definitely takes time and I just would love to encourage you to just focus on one person like is there one young adult maybe even an actual high schooler like in high school is there one person that maybe if you pray about it and ask God to like reveal who that might be to you, or you're just noticing they're like really stepping up in cool ways and they're, they're, they're building passion for what God might be doing in the local church. Like, is there one person that you can just start to get coffee with more occasionally and really like drip, like this, this vision, like what we're talking about today, like Mm -hmm. drip that to them and encourage them and bring them in on if they've got some time that's free that you're working bring them to the church and show them what you do like behind the scenes and stuff like that like maybe just focus on one person and then over time like I'm talking a long time like you can't rush this process but like over time you bring more people in on that and that's how that team gets built so don't get overwhelmed with the idea of it that you don't even start with just one person you know what I mean yeah yeah, that's solid. Solid advice to 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 focus in on one uh, because it starts there, right? That is just one yep. other person that's not yourself. That's solid. Uh, Corey, thanks for the time that you've you've taken out of your day and out of your schedule to sit with us and and sit with me. I I say us because I normally have a co-host, but I really appreciate <laughs> I really appreciate you good. sitting with me and uh, having this conversation. I'm so excited for what's to come for your ministry and the community as you're, as you and the church are leading and leaning into that space. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I can't wait to catch up with all of the previous podcasts. I'm (laughs) I'm really excited. So no, seriously, I really appreciate it. And um, I love what you guys are doing and I would, I just really appreciate being, being on and just, it, and again, this is not something that I am like perfect in by any stretch of the imagination. I just yeah. love to be able to share a little bit of my heart and what I'm trying to do in this in 2022, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what we can all, we all need to be doing is uh, sharing what we're doing and saying, hey, I'm trying to do this and leaning on each other to go, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? What's working well? Yeah. What's not working? So you cool. know, that sort of thing, which would help. It, it sharpens us and makes us all better uh, to be able to serve our community at the best we can possibly do. So yeah, it's that solid stuff. So there you go. You heard it. You heard it, you heard it from Corey about what it might look like to uh, have a shift 
in a, a ministry mindset, going from a come and see model to a, a go and tell. Uh, it's not polished. It's not well orchestrated because it's organic. And it is one that is, um, you are doing what your community has and reacting and responding to the uniqueness of your community and serving students where they are at and being a part of the things that get them excited. Somebody did that for us as leaders. Somebody sparked that in us. For some some thing happened to us, somebody said something, a person saw something inside of us and said it and called it out. What would it look like if you did that? If you showed up where they were at, where a student was at, and you were able to see them being in a space that is comfortable, is a thing that they enjoy and gain life and enjoy from, to be able to really call that out in them and speak that into existence for them. Uh, the trajectory is, is unmatched. As Corey and I were chatting, he was talking about some other leaders involved, you know, that he's connected with. I want to encourage you to get on our website to find that community, to find other leaders that are like-minded, maybe different-minded, actually, because that makes us grow as well. But there are people that are in our community. Get on our website, nnym.org. You'll see the link below. I'll put it there so you can make it pretty easy. But you can search and find a network in your area and people that are serving in your community, that maybe even down the street, that you can get plugged in with. Outside of your local community, there's also something that we do as a team. We put on a thing called Network Conversations. We have a team of people that are focused on training, and they are creating spaces for leaders from across the country to come together to have these types of conversations, but at a deeper level about what it's like at the leadership level, whether they're leading a network or they're a part of a network, they're having deeper conversations like this. Um, on a digital platform, we meet on Zoom and you can sign up and reserve your spot on Eventbrite. Also, if you can't make it, they send you a recording of it, so you don't want to miss it. But I will tell you that if you're there, you can go into breakout rooms, and there's some special moments there that are not recorded, and you can't you can't catch them on the recording, so I encourage you to sign up for it and actually be a part of it. It's a really cool moment for you to learn and grow and lean into some relationships and possibly you know develop relationships across the country with others that are, are leading in youth ministry. Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening and, and, and allowing us the space to be in your mind for a bit for these last few minutes. Uh, until next time, peace, blessings.